Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the 14th chapter. In the previous episode, we looked at the first couple of verses. So let's go back and look at those, and then we'll press on, okay? Verse 1 says this. Now, the Passover and unleavened bread were two days away, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to seize him, that's Jesus, by stealth and kill him. For they were saying, not during the festival, otherwise there might be a riot of the people. So just to sort of recap, we see that the religious rulers, the chief priests and the scribes, wanted to kill Jesus. They'd already decided to do this. They're trying to figure out how to do it in a secretive way, in a secretive way by stealth, because they didn't want the people to do it. And then they're saying, well, we can't do it during the festival, otherwise there's going to be a major riot of the people. And there were uh, tens of thousands of people there for the festival. There were a lot more people. But there was such an immediacy to their desire to want to get rid of Jesus, to kill Jesus. So here, verse 3 presses on. While Jesus was in Bethany, at the home of Simon the leper, and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume of pure nard, and she broke the vial and poured it out over his head. Now, the, the nard is a, uh, an aromatic oil type of thing. It's very expensive, uh, highly valued. Verse 4, But some were indignantly remarking to one another, Why has this perfume been wasted? <laughs> Don't we do the same thing, folks? Verse 5, for this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii and the money given to the poor, and they were scolding her. So you see what's going on here. <laughs> this woman comes in. She's got this alabaster vial of costly perfume. The other gospels give us more insight into who it was and this type of thing, but we're not going to get into that right now. She comes and she breaks the vial. Okay? So this isn't something where you just pop the top of this thing with a cork or something poured out. She she was committed to this. She broke this vial, poured it out over Jesus' head. And it's very, very costly. It's 300 denarii. Generally, that's like 300 days of wages. So just think of 10 months of wages or actually a year of wages in sort of our society, okay? Working days, right? And, of course, people are indignant because they're just shocked and profound that what they consider to be a waste. Okay, they actually said this. Why has this perfume been wasted? And it could have been sold, and it could have uh, helped the poor. Yeah, it could have helped the poor. <laughs> you see the same thing in our society today. You see it in churches that way. Well, we shouldn't have used it that way. We, we could have helped poor people with that. Yeah. And then you find out whose poor pockets are really being lined with some of these things, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't just that they were thinking this, folks. They were scolding her. Okay, they're scolding her. They're actually calling her out for this. Watch what verse 6 says. And Jesus said, let her alone. You ever think about that? Can you just ever imagine that? Uh, Jesus saying, leave her alone. 
being corrected like that by Jesus. And said, so leave her alone. He continues, why do you bother her? She has done a good deed to me. And then Jesus deals with their issue, but then he also tells them exactly what's going on. Verse 7, he says, For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you do not always have me. So what's he saying here? He's saying the poor are always here among us, and you can always do good to the poor whenever you wish. In other words, nothing's holding you back from helping the poor. You can help the poor all you want to. See, they really weren't interested in helping the poor. They were interested in the value of that perfume when they couldn't get their hands on it. And it, it, she used it in a way that they considered to be unworthy and an improper use of something that was very valuable. But then this whole thing that he says, you know, you could have done this, you know, for them. You can do this for the poor anytime, but you do not always have me. He'd been telling his disciples and some of his disciples were leading in what was being said here. You know, that he was going to Jerusalem. He's here right now, and he's about to die. Some of them are beginning to realize it. And he says, you do not always have me. Then he explains what she did. Verse 8. She has done what she could do. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. He had been telling them that it, what was going to happen, that he's going to come into Jerusalem, that he's going to be betrayed by the religious rulers. He's going to be handed over. He was going to be killed. And on, after the third day, he's going to rise again. He had told them that. And he said, what she has done, she has done what she could. She's anointed my body beforehand for the burial. It's a preemptive anointing for the burial that's about to take place of him. Can you imagine the feelings and the emotions and what was going on in that room at that time? Wow, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's shocking in a lot of ways. And this whole thing, she has done what she could do. Well, what could she do? She had something here of tremendous value. How, he had, how had she gained this thing of tr tremendous value right here? You know, how had this come about? You ever think about that? You know, sometimes people say, well, it's this or that or the other, you know. It was one of the Marys that had done this, okay? And it has been said, and I'm not too sure this may not be true, that she had earned this money, let's say, in a less than reputable kind of way, okay? So what was she doing with it? She's saying this, here, I have this right here. You know how I earned this. You know how this is. You know how I've used this in times past. Okay. And she just offers it as a sacrifice and literally anoints his body. It was described earlier that it was poured over his head. Jesus has anointed his body. It's poured out all over his body. That she has given what she had. And it had been redeemed. Even though it might have been procured in a less than reputable kind of way. She's saying, this is what I've got. And she is literally anointing Jesus' body beforehand for the burial. Jesus is saying that. Now listen, verse 9. Jesus says this, Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached, in the whole world, what this woman has done will always be spoken of in memory of her. 
You know, and that's exactly what happened. Because what are we doing right now? We are speaking of what she has done. And he says, in memory of her, we remember what she did here. And we honor what she did. It really draws some questions into our mind. Are we doing what we can do with what we have? We may even have some things that we've procured uh, when we were not exactly living the way that we should. I dare say that a lot of folks are like that. They're beginning to realize, wait a minute, I've spent my whole life in procuring stuff. Okay, You might have even been a believer when you were doing that. You're beginning to realize, wait a minute, I was just barking up the wrong tree. And now I have all this stuff. Well, what are you doing with the stuff? It doesn't mean that you have to pour it over the body of Jesus in preparation for burial. But you know what? What Satan intended for evil, God can use for good. What you thought you might be doing with something, the Lord may turn around and use you to use that which you procured in a way that you never could imagine. The bottom line would be to his praise and his glory and his honor. That might be a worthy thing for each of us to examine in our own lives today. You know, are there things right here that I'm hanging on way too tightly to that God is wanting to use in a way that I never thought of? I dare say that there are. Well, again, I'm Dale. Uh, we'll come back to the next time because this story hasn't ended quite yet because the very next word is then. <laughs> we'll look at that next time, okay? Goodbye.